0: The the message that I'm going to preach to you tonight, I really do, or today rather, I believe with all of my heart that the Lord spoke to me, clear as day, in regards to where we're at at the moment in time, all right, and what's coming next. A lot of people fear the virus, but they don't fear where they will spend eternity. I want you to understand heaven is not a state of mind. Hell is not a state of mind. Heaven is a destination and hell is a destination. Hell is not a place that you go to and then for three months and then God says, Okay, you were a good boy. I'm going to get you out. Hell has no exits. Let me say that one more time. Hell has no exit. The only exit today is the church. If you, if you walk out here and you look up, you'll see there's an exit sign. Look at that door. What do you see above that door? There's an exit sign. Hell don't have those signs. In hell there's no exit sign. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Now I want you to draw your attention to a scripture in the book of Luke chapter 16. And, and the, re- the, the scripture I'm going to read now is not a parable. Please hear me. Any, any teacher of the, of the word of God that says that this, uh, this scripture in Luke 16 is a parable, is not the truth and i'm going to teach you why this luke 16 is not a parable any parable that jesus used did not have names in it let me say that one more time if it's a parable in the bible you'll find out that jesus will not use names in this section of scripture a name was used lazarus okay i'm going to say that one more time this is not a parable it can't be a parable if Jesus spoke in parables, Jesus was not mentioning names. In Luke 16, he's mentioning names. There's two people that the scripture speak about. He speaks about Lazarus, and, uh, which was a beggar. And he speaks about the rich man who had no name. Amen. Now hang on now. Please borrow me your eyes. Everybody, you're going to miss me now. I don't want you to miss me. In, in Luke chapter 16, the Bible speaks about two people. It speaks about Lazarus, the beggar. And it speaks about the rich man, which was unnamed. All unsaved people don't have a name before God. This is why the Bible says, go away, I never knew you. This is why it refers back to Lazarus, but it does not refer back to the rich man. It's because Lazarus was known. When you are unsaved, you are not known before God. Go away, I never knew you. Who understands what I'm saying? Shout hallelujah. So the Bible says there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple. All right, I'm going to read this with you quickly. There was a certain rich man that was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. This means he lived in luxury every single day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at the gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abram's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried and being in torment in hades he lifted up his eyes and he saw abraham afar off and lazarus in his bosom then he cried and he said father abraham have mercy on me and send lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my uh, and cool my tongue for i am tormented in this flame but abraham said son very important son Remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great goal fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one raised from the dead. I want you to hear me quickly. The Bible says this rich man lived in luxury every day. It speaks about he was wearing fine linen. Fine linen is soothing to the flesh. God is going to judge the flesh like never before. Those who carnal people, I'm speaking to carnal people around the world, that the Lord is going to judge carnal people in this very hour. What I like about this whole scripture is when this rich man was crying out, he cried out five times. He said, Father Abraham. He called Abraham, Father Abraham. Abraham, what did Abraham call him? He said, son. In other words, this rich man was a Jew. Because he knew Abraham as a father Abraham. The Jews knew him as father Abraham. And Abraham referred back to him as son, son of the Jews. And in, in, in other words, this means that this rich man knew the word of God. He knew the laws of God. But somewhere in his walk, he became cold. This is a scripture that, that's a fact. That once you are backslidden, you are doomed for hell. This message is not going to get people to high-five one another. People is not going to run down the aisles. But this message needs to be heard like never before. So the scripture says that this rich man, he lived with. Now, I want to just get something right. A lot of people say that rich people are going to hell. That's not what the Bible says. It's not what the Bible says. People think because Lazarus was poor, he went to heaven. And because the rich man was rich, he went to hell. That's not what the scripture says. If money is your God, you go to hell. There's a lot of poor people that go to hell, trust me. But in this portion of scripture, there's something so profound. Do you know what the name of Lazarus means? God's help. Now I'm gonna t- I'm gonna preach. Are you ready? I said, Are you ready? So the Bible says that this rich man lived in comfort. He had luxury every single day of his life. And then there was a beggar with the name of Lazarus. Lazarus sat outside of this rich man's house. He didn't beg for bread. He didn't beg for a slice of bread. He begged even if the crumbs that he swept across or underneath the table, if he might just eat that. But this rich man didn't worry about Lazarus outside. He even sent his dogs on him. Imagine there's a guy laying down outside on your pavement and here you set the dogs on him. And the scripture says the dogs ran to him and was licking his sores and his boils. And, and I want you to hear me quickly. The Bible, says, the Bible says that Lazarus died. And when Lazarus died, he went into paradise, into Abram's bosom. And after that, the scripture says that the rich man died and he went to a place called Hades. Now what I want to display to you this morning, When the rich man got to hell, something profound struck me. He didn't say, can you send Lazarus to dip some wine on my tongue? He didn't say, would you please send Lazarus to dip some alcohol, some brandy on the tip of my tongue. He didn't say that. He said, if I can just have water. Why didn't he ask for wine? Because he knew wine has got me in the first place. He knew alcohol got me in the first place. I need water. He knew that in hell there's no luxury. In hell there's no singing. In hell there's no dancing. There's no high-fiving. In hell you are just a number. Let me tell you the scripture says that you fall into a bottomless pit. Why a bottomless pit? Because it goes on forever and forever and forever and forever. Hear me right now. Hell has no exits. The church has exits but hell has no exits shout hallelujah if you're with me in this place so I want to go back to this quickly he called Abraham father Abraham which means he was a Jew Abraham knew this is a Jew he called him son this means that there was a man that knew the Word of God he obeyed the laws of God but suddenly something took a grip of his heart and he started serving the world This is the problem we're having today. People fear the coronavirus. They fear the world more than they fear God. People are lost. People are busy dying. We are closing shop. You know, I know about a church. They they got about 3,000 people. They closed the church completely down because we're going to have church over live streaming. And not even 100 people are live today. So what is the people doing? They're laying down in the shops and doing whatever they want to do because they told us we, can't, we cannot have church. But while we are sitting here right now and a lot of people sit in luxury at home, this rich man's God was luxury. The rich man's God was comfort. Church of the living God. As long as comfort is your God, you'll die without Jesus Christ. We are, we are so moved by luxury instead of being moved by the hand of the living God. We are supposed to preach this gospel with power, without compromise, and get people saved. Because as I stand before you, there's people that died just now, and they fell into a bottomless spit. The scripture says, where the worm dieth not. It means that maggots feed on you every single day. The Bible says, where the fire is never quenched, people are gnashing on their teeth, as I preach to you right now. They are dying without Christ. They are shouting out, Lord, I beg of you, get me out. There's people I know that I believe with all my heart that mocked Vessel to brain, mocked the gospel, that died and went to hell today. And do you know what? In the Bible teaches us, I'll get there. In hell, you never lose your memory. You never lose your memory. In other words, you will, if you get to hell today, you will understand there was a guy called Vessel de Brain, March 23rd on a Sunday morning. He preached on hell and I rejected the message. It will play off in your mind over and over and over. You'll remember some of the greatest meetings that you've rejected. You know, if, 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 if hell message doesn't move you, you might scoff about this, you might laugh about this. The day will come that you will beg. You'll become like this rich man and say, Lord, I will take 10 hours of preaching any day of my life. I've got bad news for you. If you still serve the Lord and you serve the world, you're doomed for hell. You can't have two masters. You have to decide who you're going to serve. Come on, as Joshua said, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And uh, so what's, what's powerful here is it's a fact that when you're backslidden, there's not one such thing as one saved, always saved. There's no one such thing. It's a lie. It's doctrines of demons. The devil likes it when we are comfortable with oh, God is in love with you. He's not mad at you. Listen, God does not send sin to hell. He sends the sinner to hell. If we don't deal with our sin, sin will deal with us. And you know what, this message you will not hear in churches no more. Because people wanna hear how much God is blessing me. But you've got a preacher up front, close and personal in your business. And I'm telling you, leave your son behind for hell has no exit. I like the following, it says that when Lazarus died, angels carried, them, carried him away to Abraham's bosom. This means that when you are saved, when you die, facts, that angels come to get you. Even Jesus Christ himself. So when you're on a deathbed and angels are not getting you, trust me. You know that song that they sang? I'm on the highway to hell. They think hell is going to be a big rock and roll party. They think hell is going to be a big, you know, just alcoholic party. My God help them. Help them, help the fools of this world. If you're living in South Africa today without the coronavirus and you don't serve the Lord, you're crazy. If you live in this world and you see what's going on right now and you still don't serve the Lord, you're crazy. People run to the Lord right now, do you know why? Because they fear monger. They they, they, they fear, what are we going to do next? Listen, there's a fear that will grip you, that will never die. And it's called in a place of hell where fear will rule and reign over you 24 hours a day, seven days a week for all eternity. And do you know what? Your body doesn't even catch fire. Do you know Why? because you receive a spiritual body that will never die in hell. You will burn and keep on burning and keep on burning and keep on burning. Let me just throw this out free of charge. There's no peace in hell. There's no peace because the prince of peace is not there. There's no light in hell because the light of the world is not there. There's nothing to drink. You get thirsty, there's nothing to drink. You get hungry, there's nothing to eat. The Bible says he satisfies the righteous. If this message doesn't move you nothing in this world will get you moving jesus christ is coming back you might say to him, well, listen to me watch me i'll ask you in the name of jesus watch me right now when the rapture takes place we're at the beginning of the tribulation a third of the world's population is going to die in an instance that means according to the stats almost two billion people is going to drop dead two billion going to hell instantly You fear about the coronavirus? You've got no idea what's coming to the face of the world. But I'm not going to be there when it comes. I'll be walking in glory. Oh, I will be walking on the streets of gold. Being with my Jesus forevermore. Why do you preach this? because people fear an enemy that has already been defeated. I'm not here preaching on the corona. I'm preaching here to your soul and say, listen, you're gonna have to stand before God one day and give accountability for your own life, for what you have thought. You can fool people, you can't fool God. He knows what you think. Hear me right now, you better exit while you can. I want you to do me a favor right now. I want you to turn to your neighbor. And please tell your neighbor, neighbor, you better exit while you can. One more time. Come on, say this like you mean it. You better exit while you can. Look at me quickly. The Bible says Abraham was laying at the gate of the rich man. Or or Lazarus. Lazarus laid at the gate of the rich man. Lazarus is called God's help. Have you ever thought to yourself, maybe God has sent Lazarus to the rich man's house to help him? I'm just Lazarus in front of you today. I'm just a man that lays at your gate and I don't want to go home. I I refuse to go home because I am here as God's help. I'm going to speak to my friends this time. I'm just Lazarus this morning. I'm just God's help to you. I can help you. I can help you. But, but then you're going to have to say, whatever it's going to take, Vessel, I'm going to listen to what you said. Maybe you hear me. I'm just Lazarus this morning. I'm just God's help to help you. And tell you that there's a better way out. But exit while you can. You know, you have to hear me. Many people ask me the question, Vessel, why does God send people to hell? That's where you are wrong. God sends nobody to hell. He says, I give you a choice, life or death. Choose life so that you might live. What do we do? We choose death. We choose hell. Where you, where you end up in eternity is based on your decision, not based on God's decision. If I love my children and I put on my stove and the plate is, is red hot, and I called Dylan and Kaylee, I said, look at this red plate. Don't put your hand on this plate, you're going to burn. And I turn my back and what do they do? They put their hands on the plate and they burn. Am am I a bad father? No, they were bad children. The same with the Lord. He doesn't put on the plate and say burn, baby, burn. He says don't do it. Because when you do it, hell has no exit. It's very quiet in this place this morning. So the Bible says this, I'm going to continue quickly. It says, That when Lazarus went into Abram's bosom, he had peace that surpassed all understanding. (laughs) He had joy unspeakable and full of glory. No more sores, no more heartache, no more pain. But when the rich man died, the scripture says he was tormented. Tormented in a place called Hades. Now forget about what Google says. Hell is a real place. Jesus spoke more on hell than he spoke about heaven. If there's no hell, why do we have church? What's the reason for church? If there's no hell, what's the reason for salvation? Come on, somebody, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I want go to go down to verse 24. So he says, My tongue is burning. Can, can you know, hear me right now? Lazarus, he didn't want to touch Lazarus on earth. But when he went into hell and he saw Lazarus, he said, You put your finger. He said, I don't care about the coronavirus. Put, a, put your finger tip just dip my tongue with water he didn't say with alcohol he knew carnal living has gotten me here just dip my tongue with water i'm burning and you know what here's the there's the powerful thing that most people don't don't understand with hell god when god designed hell he created hell for lucifer he didn't created hell for men hell was created for lucifer But because people reject the Lord, live like they want to live. Do you know why it's a problem? Because when you live like you want to live, it means that you are God. You are God of your own life. Then it means you have to be the Savior of your own life. If you want to be God of your own life, you better be Savior of your own life. But the scripture says, Abraham said to him, son, this is the problem. There's a gulf between us. So those from hell cannot come to heaven. Those in heaven cannot cross to hell. So hell was designed in such a way that the people in hell can see what's going on in heaven he didn't get this loved ones that's burning in hell today see what's going on in heaven but they can never move in that why did God allow that for torment's sake there's a scripture in the Bible that says God will open up the heavens once a year so that you can look into hell and you can thank God for your salvation You will thank God for what he has done for you on the cross of Calvary. And here's the thing. He had memory. He said, can I go back to earth, please? I need to. I have five brothers. In other words, he, he, he remembered his five brothers. Let me take it in your terms. You'll remember your children on the earth. You'll remember your husband. You will remember your wife on the earth. Because memory is something that does not fade away. And you better hear me right now. In hell, you'll be tormented for the sins that you've committed. If you're a drugged addict, listen to me right now. You'll crave drugs every single day of your entire life in hell. And you'll never ever get the satisfaction. Sexual sins, trust me. It's something that deems you to hell. The Lord is clear on this. He says those who commit sexual sins, it's sinning against the whole body. And the Lord says he will punish them in hell. And yet we live in a world where people sleep around like it's a sport. Shame on us that we have become so filthy. God help us. I said, God help us. Your body is not your own. It belongs to the Lord. It's not yours. To do whatever you want to do. When did we become our own gods? This is why the Lord says, I give you the decisions to make. Make it now. Look at me quickly. You can't tell me I'm too young. You can die right now, where will you spend eternity? Jesus Christ can come back now. By the way, just hear me, there's no prophecy that's coming come in fulfillment for Christ to return. He can come back any second now, any second now. All prophecies has been fulfilled for Christ to rapture the church. Oh, this guy believes in the rapture? Absolutely. And you can tell me how it went for you when I'm not here no more. Hell has no exits. The church has an exit. You can make a decision this morning where you're going to spend your eternity. Don't, don't blame God for where you spend eternity. That was not His decision, it's your decision. Shout hallelujah if you're with me in this house. Come you can do better than that. Think about this, that those in hell can never cross over to heaven. Those in heaven can never cross over to those in hell. Never. Never, ever, 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 ever. You know, Jesus, Y'all, yeah, thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going there. Hear me right now. The Lord wants you to say, Lord, I want you to take my heart, break it. Break it a thousand times over, Lord. Take this heart of stone, make it a heart of flesh, but I need to serve you really with all of my heart. If the Bible calls it sin, it's sin. You can be angry at me. You can say, I'm going to get another church. That's your problem. But you know what? The time will come that you spend time in eternity in hell that you'll remember this face. It will come up as a memory. And you're going to say, why didn't I listen to that young man? Why didn't I listen to him? You might say, this guy is now judgmental. Call me what you want. I'm just Lazarus. I'm just God's help. I'm just here telling you, as long as you play with this sin, it's going to kill you. It's going to destroy you. And it's going to take you to a place of punishment forevermore. I'm I'm getting somewhere. So listen, you need to exit your life of sin while you can. You need to exit your life of sin while you can. Let me say that 21 times. You have to exit your life of sin while you can. You have to exit your life of sin while you can. You have to exit your life of sin while you can. You have to deal with that thing while you can. Yes, Lord, I want to read you another scripture. God is my boss. I'm just doing what he wants me to do. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again. (laughs) <laughs> i just want to get my scripture it says the following now this is jesus what, what what's teaching if you have your bibles turn with me to the book of matthew 18 matthew 18 and 9 well i'm going to start from 8 rather it says if your hand or foot causes you to sin cut it off uh, Is boston here yeah? boston can i just have you here on the keyboard if your hand or foot causes you to sin Cut it off and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the everlasting fire. And if your eyes causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye, rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell's fire. Now, hear me. Look at me, every single one. What the Lord is saying, that Jesus doesn't mean literally go and cut off your hand. But what He is saying, if your hand If your hand moves you to sin, rather cut your hand off and go to heaven with one hand and then go to hell with two hands. So what does he mean? Wherever you walk with your feet, if you walk towards trouble, rather cut off your feet. So what is he saying? Whatever causes you to sin, get rid of it. Then he goes on. He says, your eyes. He says it's rather go to heaven with one eye than two eyes but in hell with a life that sinned in other words if you are hooked on pornography and you are hooked on lust you look upon a man and you lust you look upon a woman lust you better stop it now hell is no Go into to a holy i want to say that one more time if your hand makes you to stumble cut it off if you do things that's pertaining to sin the Lord gives you an opportunity to stop it right now he says you walk towards places where there's sin stop it now because hell is no exit if your eyes cause you to stumble cut off your eyes rather than go to hell There's people especially in the world today that needs to deal with the sins of the flesh call me religious your flesh will take you to hell <laughs> And you can't tell me that I'm just looking. No, 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 no. You fought it. If you think it, you've done it. Oh, I don't like this guy. Jesus said it. He said, if you look upon a woman, you look upon a man with lust, it's like you've already done it. And he says, you will have a part in the pool of fire. Husbands and wives, listen to me right now. Your husband should be your husband. Husbands, your wife should be your wife. No, you didn't get that. It must be crazy. We have to throw over tables and chairs right now. God has given you a wife to cherish. God has given you a husband to cherish. And if you're not married, don't give them that right. Fornicators will not go to heaven. Finishing class. Fornicators don't like me today, but there will be a time in hell they will be remembered. That guy warned me. He warned me. You can't take offense. If you have offense, come. One of the ushers, bring me a big knife. I want to cut off hands and feet and eyes this morning. Because I want to see you go to heaven. I want to see you go to heaven. I want to see you go to heaven. But we are, so, we are together for so long. It's like we're husband and wife. You are fornicating. It's not husband and wives. Is this Missy's heart? You better get this right now. Hell has no exit be angry at me now hell has no exit you'll cry out 24 hours a day have mercy on me Lord and there will be no mercy because hell has no exit imagine this I pictured this I get to the throne of God and suddenly I see Jesus just hear me this is what I see suddenly I see Jesus and I shout, Dylan, come look here. Kaylee, come here. Look there. There's the Lord. I know we have been scoffed at. I know we have been ridiculed, but it paid off. There's Jesus. Can you imagine? Mama, Mama, this is Vessel. Vessel is here. Finally, he's home. What a sweet reunion. Everybody around the throne of God. And your children, I can imagine telling the Calitent to me and say, "Daddy, thank you, thank you for preaching the truth, thank you for giving me Jesus." When I get there, I'm not going to say, "Wow, look at Abraham." I'm going to say, "Look at the Master." Tell Kaylee, "Look, there's Jesus. There's the Lord I gave my life to. My God, eat, bite off." They lied about us. Yes, children, I know. They ridiculed us. They scoffed us. They mocked us. But it was worth it. Look at the master. It's a sweet reunion. I've never met one of my grandfathers. He was in heaven. I can just imagine him standing at the throne of God. Yes, Basil. Yes, Basil. But you know what the bad thing is? Suddenly, you fall into a bottomless pit. Fires inflame you all around you. Where the worm never dies. There's pain. There's suffering. And suddenly, here comes your children up behind you. And they say, Dad, we're angry at you. Daddy, we're angry at you. You've never preached the truth to us. You've never told us about Jesus. Why did you lie to us, Daddy? I never want to see that. I think that's the most horrific thing to ever see is to see as your loved ones in hell being tormented forever and forever because of you. Daddies, listen to me, mommies, listen to me. You have to live a life of such honor that your children will never go to hell. You'll never have to see your children in hell. I'm looking for that day where I can tell my children look, children, this is the master, this is the Lord, this is the savior. And it paid off. It paid off. It paid off. When I stand before the throne of the king one day, I'm not going to worry who has mocked me. I'm just going to say, Lord, it paid off. It paid off. I want you to imagine this right now. Yes, your children around the throne of God, dancing and leaping. Hey, mommy, thank you for preaching the truth to us. Thank you for being an example but imagine you're in hell. Then you see your children from far, because in hell there's no contact. You won't be able to help them. There's no strength. Imagine how angry will they be at you. So why did you lie to us? This rich man said, "If I can just come out and just warn them." And you know what? Abraham said he said it's impossible. You you can't get out of here. Nobody can get out of here. Is it all right? Can you maybe just send Lazarus. And you know what he said? Abraham said, They have Moses and they have the prophets. Let him listen to them. He said, No, if you send somebody from the dead, they will obey. He says, No, you don't obey the word of God, even if we send somebody from the dead, they won't listen. They won't listen. You know, there's people here that says you they will not listen. You will not listen to what I've said. Your mind is on coronavirus, your mind is on holiday, your mind is asleep, your mind is at food. then there's a group of people that says the lord has been speaking to me hell is no exits i have to decide right now if your hand causes you to stumble cut it off if your feet causes you to stumble cut it off if your eye causes you to stumble pluck it out but i promise you there's nothing in this world that's worth going to hell for oh nothing in this world I want you to shout hallelujah if you're with me. Hear this preacher today. Hell is no exits. The Bible says they are tormented in flames forever. Please hear me. There's people in hell right now. Even loved ones. That's crying out to the Lord, have mercy on me. There's never mercy. There's, why the Bible says it's like a bottomless pit they fall in is because there's, it's a never-ending darkness. It's so dark that it's like a bottomless pit. You fall forever. Meaning you fall away from the presence of God forever and forever and forever. People that weep, the Bible says, gnash on their teeth. Why do they gnash? Because of pain. Demons all over you tormenting you, tormenting your mind, tormenting your body pulling on you, mocking you. People that went to hell, that the Lord, and this is not just any people, people that the that, that fruit on the ministry shows, has showed how people have been crucified in hell. And you don't die, that's the thing. You get tormented forever, and for all of eternity. Pot being going to play off in your mind. Special the brain always preach the truth, and nothing but the truth. And when you're in hell, you're going to say, Lord, I beg of you, I have children. I have a sister, Lord, on the earth. If I could just get out of here and beg them to change their ways. You will hear a voice say, hell has no exits. But Lord, I have a wife to warn. I have a husband to warn. I have a church family to warn. Hell has no exits. I want to say that it is this morning. Continue to gossip. You'll find your place in hell. Continue to bad mouth God's people. You'll have your place in hell. Continue to be a busybody. The Bible says busybodies will go to hell. We continue to be a busybody. But we have to Decide! I'm gonna I'm going to spend my remaining time on the earth seeking the face of God living a holy life righteous life even if it means people's gonna walk out on me I'm not gonna have friends I'm gonna be alone every week so what who cares as long as I can gain heaven I want to gain heaven that's what it's about people try to fill their places of numbers the churches must be packed with numbers no we have to get people saved because hell has no exit. Imagine these people now that says, Lord, I have children on the earth. I need to warn them. Here's the thing there's a gulf. Now we understand that today, that when when people die, Christians die. Or let me not say Christians, I hate that word. People that's born again dies. You're not gonna go into the underworld, you're gonna go straight to paradise in heaven. We'll be with the Lord forever. By the way, Abraham's bosom was the place where they waited for the Messiah to come and to save them, to get him out. Now when you die, you're not going to go into a place of rest. Now let me rephrase that. You're going to step into rest. But you're not going to rest until he's ready to come and get you. No, no, no. Oh, Dave, where is thy sting? You breathe out. The Bible says this. There's just a step between me and Dave. Just one step. Look at me. Just this eternity and when you're in eternity it's a no coming back no coming back you see those demons coming for you on your bed oliver uh, it was i think his name was oliver green stood uh, next to a man that was dying and this man died in the lord and he says this man was in a coma but he came out of the coma and he said oh look how beautiful this is can't you hear the angels singing and they said, no, you're on your mates. He said, I'm not on my mates. I can see them. Look at, wow. He says, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. Hallelujah. And he proved out he's last. He said, he stood next to a man that rejected the laws of God. He rejected the word of God on his deathbed. This man says, can't you see them? They're coming for me. They're coming through the walls. Here they are. They're dragging me to hell. Help me. I'm burning. I'm burning. And he proved out he's last. It was too late. Hell has no exit. Look me straight in the eye. Many people ask me this question. Why do you travel around the world so much? Why is it a mission for you to get people saved? First and foremost, I love Jesus of all my heart. And you know what? There's the difference between me and many. They preach a doctrine that they don't know about i'm not preaching a doctrine i'm preaching a man that i fell in love with i preach a man that i meet with every single day of my life that's the difference i'm not preaching on religion i'm preaching on relationship that's the difference i know my jesus i would rather be a fool for the gospel's sake than a fool for this world I'm preaching like I preach because we need to get people saved. People are going to hell without Christ. You know, when Peter came to the Lord, he said, Lord, speak to me privately. Those who are saved, are they many? Do you know what Jesus said? He says, you have to push hard to enter in. Many will try but will not be able to. What does this mean? He says, those who are are lost are as many as the sand of the ocean. If that doesn't wake you up, nothing will. You know, right now you feel a presence. In hell there's no presence. I think hell, what makes hell hell, is the absence of the presence of the Lord. That's hell. That's hell. Forget about the fire that's going to inflame and engulf you every single day. Forget about the torment where you can't even breathe. Forget about that. Just think about this. The presence of God is gone. That's hell. But imagine heaven. <laughs> what makes heaven heaven beautiful, Jesus? These people listening to me on the sound of my voice around the world today. I want to say this to you. Hell has no exit. Today you have to make a decision to lay down sins that is taking you away. You fear about the corona? You better fear God. He says, don't fear that which can take your physical body and kill it. He says, but fear the one who can take your whole body, your soul, your spirit and cast you into the lake of fire. That's what we should fear. We should fear a living God. We're living in the hour where we will see the fear of God coming back to the churches. People will drop down on their faces and cry out, have mercy on me. Silence, no exit. Let me ask you one more time. What is better than that? Standing before the throne. And seeing here comes your children. Children look. This is the Savior of the world. This is the King of Kings. This is the Lord of Lords. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth being said, Oh, he could be pastoral here. Oh, these religious people. Oh, I steal the arm of You know, I don't know how many poor people's money I have to steal to do what I do. I'm stealing the poor people's money to give back to the poor. We feed poor people every single week of our lives. Every single week. We feed people. We feed families. That's the nation of the world. But in any case, I want to, if you haven't been here this week, I have to do this quickly. And I'll go on for the next five minutes but i wanna i wanna shake the gates of hell we are starting off on a new television station we will reach 106 nations of the world extra on top of what we're already preaching at now i want to read you a couple of the, the nations if i may i'll be quick russia ukraine france spain sweden norway germany finland Poland, Italy, Romania, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Greece, Bulgaria, Iceland, Hungary. Hungary shall be hungry. Portugal, Austria, Czech Republic, Serbia, Ireland, Lithuania, Latvia, Croatia, Bosnia, Slovakia, Estonia, Denmark, devil we're coming for the nations of the world, Switzerland, Netherlands, Moldova, Belgium, Albania, Macedonia, Turkey, Slovenia, Montenegro, Kosovo, Luxembourg, Andorra, Malta, San Marino, Monaco, the Vatican City, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Bahrain, Bangladesh, Bhutan, Brunei, Myanmar, Cambodia, China, India, Indonesia, Iran, Iraq, Israel, Japan, Jordan, Kazakhstan, North Korea, South Korea, Kuwait, Kyrgyzstan, Laos, Lebanon, Malaysia, Maldives, Mongolia, Nepal, Syria, Taiwan, Tajikistan, uh, uh, Timor, United Arab Emirates, Uzbekistan, Vietnam and Yemen. And you know what the powerful thing is? This message will be broadcast to 106 nations of the world. Hell is no exit. Say to your neighbor, hell is no exit. I'm nearly finishing. Look at me quickly. Good people is not going to heaven. You can say I'm a good man. On whose terms, by the way? And according to whose standard are you good? You see, God's standard is much higher than the standard of man. You might be good. Your wife might tell you you're a good guy. But God doesn't think you're a good guy. This is why we are not measured according to our goodness. There's only one way to be saved, people. And that is to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. What does a personal relationship mean? It means that whatever hurts him, I'm not going to do it. Do you know what the Lord said to me last night? There's a lot of Christians that curse. A lot of Christians that curse. Now hear me. So I said to the Lord, Oh Lord, who made curse words a curse word? And this is what the Lord said to me. If you do what lost people are doing, if you say what lost people are saying, you are lost. You gotta get this. If we use the foul language that the people of the world uses, we're also part of them. If we go to places where lost people are going, we are also lost. Can I, can I tell you something? If I have an open wound on my leg and you take sugar, it's a fact. You put sugar on it, it will rot. But if I take salt, it will heal itself. When you sugarcoat the message... It will rot you to your core. This is why the Bible says we are the salt of the earth. When we preach this word, the salt of the earth, come on. We are bringing healing to bodies. We are bringing healing to hearts. We are bringing healing to souls. Take the salt. Even if you eat meat, you don't put sugar on it. You put salt on it. Take the salt. Bottom rise. I'm nearly done. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Personal means I'm not, the Bible says, those who sin serve the devil. Their God is Satan. I'm not saying this, the Bible says this. Who are we serving today? You see, you have to, and I'm going to get deep right now, I'm speaking to the world. And I'm speaking to everybody in this building. If your television causes you to stumble, throw it out. If your laptop causes you to stumble, chuck it out. If your cell phone causes you to stumble, throw it in the bin. Deal with sin or sin will deal with you, I beg of you. Oh, we need pornography in our marriage. You will die without God. You need Jesus. That's what you need in our marriage. You need the Lord God Almighty. That's what you need. That's what you need. People don't understand with pornography, demons comes into you. They possess your body. It's very quiet right now. Oh, I'm just looking. Now you doing, you're part of the filth. These eyes have been created for the master, not for the filth of this world. Oh, look at that guy with the big muscles. Are you speaking like that about your own husband? It's quiet. Oh, the six-pack. When last? And you look at your husband. You're fitting. Come, let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. Oh, when are you going? on? Why can't you look like him? Because we have no fear of God. When you marry, there's only one. Oh, it's quiet again. I thought, I thought, I thought it was going to happen. Haha. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know, when you're preaching something right there, Lord, I know. Everybody's quiet like that man that attacked me said you will have no services I said who's gonna stop me you knew what army and I heard devil and I said to this guy I said come to my service I'll cast out the devil of you and he paused and he said I'm sorry would you, would you forgive me I said ah oh, I'm touching something I just touched a nerve in this place when laws did you look at your husband and or your wife for that matter you know I want to say something your people they say this hard. Guys, that you look at a woman like she's a piece of meat. Up and down. Do you know what you're doing? You're sinning against God, man. Sinning against God. When last did you look at your own wife like that? You know what happened with us? I'm gonna be blunt. My wife won't even bother. I'm gonna be blunt. We walked in the mall the other day. Yeah, and there's a here's a guy. He's taking a lean out like this. I promise you, from the back. And I said, what is this guy's problem? And do you know what happened? His wife said, don't you worry. I'm going to ask him now. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I didn't even know you had a wife. <coughs> I said, what's this guy's problem? And uh, so we stood in a, in a queue. I'm, I'm blunt. I'm honest. There's a muscle mania guy. Now he's standing in the queue. He turns around and he checks us but he's up and down i said alien check this guy big big so i'm gonna tune this guy now i promise you, i said it i'm going to tune this guy now i'll take that muscles wrap it all around him greet him with an elbow bang bang so this guy is like and and i said now now here's my opportune time the shop is full so he, he turns around. He looks at it again, up and down, smiles. Tu- I said, dear, yeah, I'm going. As I walk towards him, he turns around. Pass the vessel. Man of God. I said, hello, sir. God bless you. I was, around, I was about to kick him in the teeth. And this guy, passed the vessel. Hello, man of God. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to be very careful now. <laughs> I'm going to give you a peace of mind. I'm a man of God. I am He. <laughs> Keep yourself holy. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. I was not sinning. I would have given him the fivefold ministry. But he had muscles and I like a challenge. I don't like easy fights. It must be a challenge. <laughs> but be honest, we're living in a generation where people become sick. What sells movie Six. Filth of the world. Filth of the world. And I, Let me just be blunt and say this. If there's no hatred for what you're looking at, you're not a lover of God. You have to change the channel. Even when your wife or your husband is not there, you flip the channel. Thank you for that five of amens in this place. But hell has no exit. The day is coming very soon that everybody will stand before God, give accountability for their own lives. And here's where I am at right now. I believe all in my heart that there's people you fear today about the economy. People fear about the economy. People fear because I have a budget at the end of the month and I don't know how I'm going to get to that budget. Please borrow your eyes. If there's ever a time that you need to borrow your eyes, it's right now. You fear about the coronavirus. They're going to shut down the nation. There's threats there won't be food and etc., etc. Business loss, etc. But On people's list of things, they are not fearful where they're going to spend eternity, they don't care where they're going to go to one day. And surely, there's a destination. This life I'm living in now is just a passing through. I'm a uh, uh, listen, I'm a pilgrim, I'm, I'm just passing through. This is not my home. You know, sometimes I preach myself right up to heaven and I say, Lord, if this is what heaven's going to be like, I'm already, but there's going to be. A destination either heaven or hell and on that list of things people don't fear their salvation they don't fear a living God they don't fear where they're going to spend eternity There's people that sits in displaced people under the sound of my voice around the world that has not yet dealt with certain things in their lives you haven't dealt with certain things in your life and I want you to hear me as an emergency an urgent message Hell has no exit. When you get there, there's no way out. You can't say, Lord, I know a preacher. He can preach me out of this place. It is forever too late. Forever. You have an opportunity now. Why? Because you're still breathing. You can still get your children saved. Hell, vessel, be an example. Be an example. My children will always see Jesus. I said, my children, listen, it doesn't take a man to open up a bottle. It takes a man to open up a Bible. It takes a man to tell the children, come, I'm going to show you how to trust God. Yeah. Be honest. How many of you can, can say f- uh, before the Lord a fact that I teach my children how to trust God? We don't do that. We do that i tell my children this is what we're trusting for and this is what our god's going to do why because my god is not dead he's not asleep and when the nation's in lockdown whether there's food or not i will have no shortage in my house why because the god fearing will have more than enough Please tell your neighbor hell has no exit, hell has no exit. You have got a hell to shun and a heaven to gain this morning. You know, it got me when he said Lazarus and the rich man, just one of them was mentioned by name. Think about this. If you saved, your name has been written in the palm of his hand. That's beautiful. Why the rich man had no name is because he was not known. Not everybody that comes to me and say, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God. But those who do the will of my father. Many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, I've cast out demons. I've prophesied in your name. Go away. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. Now, I just have to get something straight. The rich man and the poor man. The reason why the rich man went to hell is not because riches. Money is not the root of evil. Please, the love of money is the root of evil. It's how you respond to money that makes you good or evil. If God blesses you with money and money doesn't have your heart, you know, my wife and I, we are deciding on a thing. We are selling a house and we're taking every cent, bringing it back into the gospel of Jesus. People say, are you crazy? Listen, if I die now, If the rapture takes place now, I promise you, my family's not going to be in that house. So my house is going to a government. No, no, while I'm still alive, I can take that money and fund the gospel. I showed you that video, I think in the week, with Pakistan, 100,000 people. We're going there uh, later this week. Oh, sorry, later this year. Thank you, Holy Spirit, later this week is prophetically. It says like a travel ban being lifted somewhere. And it it costs about, I think, 600,000 rand, South African rand to do that for one night. People say, why do you do this? 100,000 Muslim people to come to a crusade to hear about the love of Jesus. It's worth it all. Do me a favor quickly. I want you to bow your head and lift your hands across this place. I want you for a second to forget about your husband and your wife. about your children the bible is clear it says hell has no exit you know when you stand at funerals and you go to the graveyard you walk between all the tombs every single tomb has a rest in peace sign but the sad news is not everybody's resting in peace in hell there is no peace if you've lived like this world and you die you're not going to rest in peace i think at funerals is where the biggest sin is being committed because everybody has to lie about how good this man or woman was this is why i love to bury people which i know you can speak about what you know in their lives but if you look if you walk around a graveyard everybody says rest in peace rest in peace rest in peace If they can speak from that tomb, how many of them would say, drop a microphone in here. Let me shout to the world. I would rather sit in that man's meeting for 10 hours straight. As long as you can just get me out of this place, Lord Jesus. These people in hell right now, that they will negotiate. They will say, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Just get me out of this place. Jesus is coming back. Even though your your conscience has been seared, it does not negate the, 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 the fact that he's coming back. It's not does not negate the fact he's coming back. If he comes back right now, where will you spend eternity? Will you drop dead right now? Where will you be? Hear me again, hell has no exit. Will you be the one who stand at the throne of God and see your children and you call to them, Dylan, Kaylee, come look. Here's the Lord. Here's the Master. Or will you be the one who see your children coming from behind you in hell and say, Daddy, why did you warn us? Why did you warn us? The hell has no exit. In hell, you're a Nobody. Not even a name, because you're not known. In hell, people in hell knows there's no escape. It's an instant thing that they understand there's there's no escape. It's an instant thing that they know that there's no hope for them. All hope is gone. In hell they understand there's no peace. All peace is gone. No presence of the Lord. But this is just a parable. No, this is not a parable. Names are being used in parables, names are not used. This was a man, Lazarus. He said to the rich man, you had your time on earth where you had comfort. Where you felt like your partings a fine. You're liked by your by the people. You had a good time. He says, but now you're in torment forever. While well, Lazarus, who hadn't had much, but he had a relationship.